Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a brand new Flyers Daily for the 18th of January, 2024. Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides, always presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Flyers back in action, back home. And after a couple of days off, which has been, it feels like it's been the rarity. We had the holiday break, but really not a lot of two days off between games. And that's exactly the situation tonight as the Dallas Stars come to town, open up a four-game road trip at Wells Fargo Center. Four-game, uh, excuse me, homestand at Wells Fargo Center. Four-game homestand, Dallas tonight, Colorado Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. And then Sunday uh, at 1 o'clock as well, Not back-to-back matinee games this weekend. The Ottawa Senators will be in town. And then next Tuesday, it'll be the Tampa Bay Lightning as the push to the playoffs continues for the Flyers and a lot of other teams. Tight, tight playoff race. So uh, it's Dallas tonight. And the Flyers facing a team they faced earlier in the season. Uh, They ended up losing in Dallas uh, very early in the month of October. It was actually on October 21st. They got a point in that game against Dallas, uh, but ultimately ended up losing it. So they'll look for a little revenge tonight to kick off the homestand in style. Where are the Flyers sitting in the standings? Well, they're sitting in the second spot of the Metropolitan Division, having won four straight games. 44 games played, 24-14-6. and six, 54 points on the season, four back of the Rangers, one up on the Canes uh, for the second spot in the Metro. Flyers 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. Like I said, they've won four straight. Dallas. 43 games played, third spot in the Central Division of the Western Conference, 26-12-5, 57 points, pretty lofty number here, plus 30 in goal differential, 6-3-1 in their last 10, and they have won their last two, plus they are 12-4-3 on the road this season. They've been an excellent road team. Flyers, 14-6-4 on the road, Flyers at home, 10-8-2. Dallas comes in tonight uh, as a team... You know, you see the goaltending of Jake Ottinger, and you think about the Dallas Stars, you think about really good structure. That hasn't necessarily been the case for Dallas this season. When it comes to uh, goals allowed per games played, you know, you'd think the Dallas Stars would be up near the top of the league. But when it comes to goals allowed per game, they allow three goals a game, which has them ranked, I mean, decent. It's not horrible, 19th in the NHL, three goals allowed per game. Where they've really thrived this year is putting the puck in the net. They've been scoring at 3.67 goals per game. It's third in the NHL. The only two teams ahead of them are the Vancouver Canucks and the Colorado Avalanche, who, like I said, we'll see on Saturday. Uh, the power play for the Dallas Stars is, um, uh, you know, you look at this team with some of the weapons that they have, 10th-ranked power play, pretty good, 23.3%. PK has been good for them. Their team uh, ranked third, just behind the Flyers, who are ranked second. Dallas at 84.9%, Flyers at 86.3%. Tops in the NHL is the Los Angeles Kings at 87.2%. So it'll be the Flyers and the Stars tonight. And uh, we'll see how the Flyers, you know, how they handle the roster decisions. Will Sean Couturier play, for example, coming back after missing two games uh, with an injury? Or how about Jamie Drysdale, who's missed two games dealing with the illness? And if they come back, how does that affect the decisions on who's in and who is not in? Does John Tortorella run 11-7 and with Drysdale coming back in? Does he go to a 12-6? and If so, does Zamula come out? Who comes out? Who comes in? I think will be a big question uh, coming into this game 
tonight. Jason Robertson leads the Dallas Stars in points. He's got 45 and 43 games, 15 of which are goals. And uh, Rupe Hints, real good season, 18 goals, and he's got 40 points uh, for the Dallas Stars. And Pavelski, geez, he's just been around forever, Joe Pavelski. And still getting it done. How about 43 games played for Pavelski and 39 points, 18 goals. He is like an ageless wonder. Just still going on. An undersized guy, diminutive, as they say, in stature. Uh, 39 years of age. He was drafted, this is bananas, 21 years ago from the legendary 2003 NHL entry draft. That first round, so many great players. Yeah, he wasn't in the first round. (laughs) Joe Pavelski was drafted in the seventh round, the 205th overall pick in the 2003 draft, and he is still playing unbelievably well. I mean, this guy just continues. One of the great redirectors, tip guys of the puck in the National Hockey League. He's played 1,293 games. He's got 467 goals, 573 assists, over 1,000 points, 1,040. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Joe Pavelski tonight for the Dallas Stars as well. Of course, spent all those years in San Jose, now in his fifth season with the Dallas Stars. Hard to believe that's been five years. Um, We're going to get to a couple uh, leftover mailbags elements. Uh, We got to a bunch in yesterday's episode. Um, But one of the things, you know, it's interesting in a season like this where we didn't have a lot of expectations, then the the team exceeds the expectations by leaps and bounds. I think we can all agree on that. And kind of the narratives or the talking points as you go through the stages of an 82-game season, a six-month hockey season. You know, initially it was, oh, the Flyers are winning too much. They're in a rebuild. They need to not win games so they can get a higher draft pick. And then it became Morgan Frost being scratched was a polarizing, you know, element of conversation. There's been all different elements that have gone through, obviously, the Gauthier Drysdale trade and those things. So there's been a lot to discuss, power play woes. But it seems like the conversation du jour of late is the goaltending with the Flyers and the the tandem of Carter Hart and Sam Erson. Because they've both played really well. And they both have performed and given the team Tons of quality goaltending. I think it's one of the biggest reasons why the team is where they are. Now, goal, when I say goaltending, I don't mean just the goaltending. I think goaltending is a product of environment as well. As my good friend Kevin Woodley from In Goal Magazine states, goaltending does not happen in a vacuum. You have to consider environment. You have to consider structure. And the Flyers defend less this year. It's one of the reasons why their goaltending has been better. The Flyers' structure in the D zone is considerably better. A known structure and environment for a goaltender is a huge element to making saves. If you don't have trust that the back door, for example, is covered or that your team gets too spread out and allows cross-ice passes for one-time attempts, then the goalie will start cheating. The environment will eventually wear on the goalie to a point where if the back door is never covered, he'll start cheating there and then he'll get beat short side. So those things all matter. They're defending less. They're defending with better structure. The goaltending has been better. 
as a result, the raw numbers, the underlying numbers, all of it. So I was going through yesterday's Flyers Daily episode um, and the comments on YouTube, and a guy named Lawrence Fine, 5020, um, posted this comment. And he said, I got to disagree with you about Carter Hart, because I, I said that Carter is the starter in the playoffs. You don't rotate two goalies. And Carter's the guy at this point right now in the season that should be the guy if you started the playoffs today, which they don't, um, you, that I would make the starter. It really wasn't even that you know, deep of a thought to even come up with it. For, for a lot of reasons, Carter is the starter. Number one, much larger sample size of NHL play. He's played in the playoffs, had success. He is a guy that is the number one goalie here. I don't think that's up for debate. But Lawrence went on to say this. He said, not crapping on Hart. He's been solid, but Urson has been the better goaltender in the first half of this season. You always ride the better goaltender. He said, I've been watching the Flyers since 76, and you know that you always play the hot goaltender, and that's Sam Erson. When you have a goaltender who's captured lightning in a bottle, you use it while he has it. And, and I don't disagree with that in a lot of things, in a lot of elements. He said, I get nervous when I see Hart and Nett. I don't get nervous when I see Erson and Nett. Just agree to disagree. And there was a lot of comments below it and so on and so forth. And I love that everybody's commenting on the YouTube channel as well. So I thought that in, in light of those comments, I would do some really big dig, digging on the numbers with Hart and Erson. Now, first and foremost, the goaltending has been very good. It's a big reason why they are where they are. And when you look at, in the NHL, when you look at goals allowed per games played, the Flyers give up the seventh fewest goals allowed per games played at uh, 2.68 goals per game. Uh, they have been very good. Obviously, the PK, a big part of that is goaltending. And when you look at the goals allowed uh, at four on five, so the other team on a standard five on four man advantage, uh, the Flyers have been very good in that regard as well. I mean, they've only given up 15 power play goals to the opposition all year long. Only one team's given up less. That's the Kings, second in the NHL for the Flyers with that. And, and part of this conversation, too, is going to go back to, you know, one of the guys that's been kind of hitting me on it, uh, Darian Thatcher on Twitter. He said, I rarely disagree with Jason Murr, but in my opinion, there's value in finding a scheduled start for, for Erson should the Flyers make the playoffs. Uh, there was speculation last year that Boston would handle Olmark and Swayman similarly in the playoffs, but that didn't happen. Um, and obviously, Boston, with a, a legendary season, got bounced in the first round. He said, different scenario for the Flyers. So let's look at the the numbers, the, the raw numbers on the season. Now, look, I got a notebook here with a bunch of numbers that I had to do a bunch of math on, and here's all the numbers from this season when comparing Carter Hart and Sam Erson. Now, Hart on the season has played in 25 games. He's got a record of 12-8-3, a 2.67 goals against average. He's allowed 63 goals. He's got a 9-12 save percentage and one shutout. Um, he's made 649 saves on 712 shots. Sam Erson's played 19 games for the Flyers, a goals against average of 2.33, slightly better than Hart. He's got a record of 11-5-3. He has a save percentage of 9-10, so slightly below Hart. And he's got three shutouts. So 
one of the things a lot of people talk about is, well, since the first three games for Sam Harrison, which really kind of pulled down, pulled down his total numbers, you know, he's been much better. And obviously he has been better since those first three games. So I took those first three games, which are Sam Harrison's worst statistical games of the season, and I took Carter Hart's three worst statistical games of the season, and I took them out. So here are the results of that. So Carter played 25 so far. The 22 games with the three statistical worst games out, Carter Hart has a record of 12-6-3. He has a save percentage of 922, one shutout uh, over that period of time, and a goals against average of 2.34. He's allowed 50 goals in those 22 games. Erson, take the three games out, has 16 games, a record of 11-3-2. He's allowed 30 goals, so he has a 187 goals against average. He has a 930 save percentage and three shutouts. So Erson's numbers over his best, taking the three worst games out and 16 games, is slightly better than Carter. Eight percent, eight hundredths of a percentage point higher in save percentage, nine thirty to nine twenty-two, one eight seven goals against average to two point or to two point three four, and the, obviously the three shutouts is a big element of that. So slightly better numbers for sure for Erson, excluding their, his three worst games to Carter's three, excluding his three worst games. When you look at goals saved above expected uh, on the season. Hart has 5.8 goals saved above expected, and Sam Harrison has 2.17. So Carter has excelled higher when it comes to saves he should not have made. Now, another part of the equation is, you know, the, the player in total, the experience that they have when you look at all of it. Sam Harrison's played in a total of 31 NHL games over last year and this year. Carter's played in 226 regular season games and 14 playoff games. And in those 14 playoff games back in 2020 in the bubble, Carter went 9-5. and five. He had a goals against average of 2.23 and a 9.26 save percentage. Those are really good numbers. And two shutouts. He had the five-game series against... Uh, the Montreal Canadiens seven-game series against the New York Islanders that year. So he's got playoff experience. And this is not a knock on Sam Harrison. 31 games to judge an NHL goaltender is a very, not a small, a very small sample size. Very small. you got to go through the league. You see a book develop. We saw this with Carter Hart. We saw that high glove became a problem. I think it was two, maybe three years ago. The book on Hart was you could beat him high glove because he wasn't set in his position. He wouldn't set the glove high enough, so he couldn't get there. And it was becoming an issue, and teams were beating him high glove. When's the last time you heard that Carter Hart had an issue high glove? That's the adjustment process that takes place with goaltenders. It's like pitching in baseball. A guy goes through the league and through the teams that they play against for the first time, has tremendous success because they don't have a book on them. But then they get a book on them, and then they touch them up. But then the pitcher's got to adjust, and that's the adjustment of the adjustment and so on and so forth. Team's trying to beat you because of some of the tendencies you have, then you adjusting to those tendencies, and it it just continues to evolve. So the 226 games 
versus the 31 games is kind of a no-brainer to me. And while Erson's, you know, best 16 games versus Hart's best 22 games, Erson has been slightly better. I don't, it, it, to me, it's not even, cl- it's not even close to overcoming all of the elements of this season in total. Erson's only played 31 games. Carter Hart is the number one goalie to that go, if the playoffs started tomorrow, I'm starting Sam Erson. I'm just not doing it. There is not enough there to know right now. Now, we do have a lot of games left, almost an entire second half of the season. We'll get more information. But when Lauren said, I get nervous when I see Hart and Net, nervous about what exactly? He has played very well. It's not like one guy has been lights out and the other guy has been caca. They both have been very good. Yeah, Sam taking his three games out has been slightly better. But I don't get how you would feel nervous with Hart and Net. And I think a big part of this is we have this thing in sports where we love, we love to crown people really early and go, this guy is the next one or great. And maybe Sam Harrison will be. But and we love to crown people early and we love to find the next one and when we find the next one we kind of poo-poo the one we have or with the one we had you see it in football all the time with uh, quarterbacks you you downplay the guy that was there and was good and you think the next guy is just going to be great And, and maybe it plays out that way we'll find that out in due time but to feel nervous when Carter is in net based on what you've seen this year, to me just reeks of and screams the new guy, the new guy, the new guy, being enamored with the new guy. When the numbers, yeah, they're slightly better, but they don't back it up enough to that you should feel nervous when you see Carter Hart and Net. I just, I don't think that's the, I mean, you're entitled to feel that way. I totally disagree with you. I feel confident when both guys in that, that, and I know the team does in front of them as well. You can you can tell the way they play. They don't change the way they play, no matter who's in that, and that's a great thing. That's why the Flyers are having so much success. So those are the raw numbers. I mean, you can break them down any way you want, but both of these goalies have been pretty darn equal this season. And I saw. Uh, my buddy Derek on Twitter, uh, at Suitable Alias, who does a lot of like great deep dive stuff as well, he said, if you want to take Sam Harrison's three worst games out of this season and, and look at just that picture, then you're, not, you're doing yourself a disservice because that is part of his resume this year. And if you want to compare all games played to all games played, Carter's got the better numbers. He just does. So... I wouldn't feel nervous. Lawrence, don't feel nervous. Carter's been very good. I mean, some people gave it to him here uh, on the uh, replies. Moonlight said, Hart still has playoff experience, and if we make the playoffs, I would go with Hart. Obviously, it depends on how we get there and the hot hand, like you mentioned. If all things are equal, I still say go with Hart. Hopefully, we make the playoffs, and that is still a huge task left. So, Carter's the starter in my mind, and it's not a tough decision here today Um, but we'll see when that decision has to be made if it has to be made if that is the the decision that is made 
That all remains to be seen. All right, Flyers and the Dallas Stars tonight. Four-game homestand starts. Um, if you got any commentary on any of the numbers, Hart, Arison, or anything else, certainly uh, shoot the uh, comments there in the YouTube section, and uh, we'll get to more of those as well as we go through here on Flyers Daily. All right, Flyers Stars tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. Join us then on a brand-new Flyers Daily.